listen to our list It's our top five picks It's objectively subjective So listen along Our lists are never wrong It's not subjectively objective It's objectively subjective Objectively subjective That's right. Welcome to Objectively Subjective, a podcast where we objectively give you our subjective top 10 list on many different topics, some current, some relevant, and others just because. I am one of your hosts, Piao Jianxiang. And I am the other host, Blake the Shy Guy Allen. Blake the Shy Guy Allen. Blake the Facebook uh, instigator Allen. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's uh, my part-time job. Oh, yeah. Well, that's actually my full-time job. Uh, the last couple of days it has been. Yeah. yeah. People, Whatever. People been, people been, was it, uh, James said, upsetty spaghetti. Upsetty spaghetti. <laughs> They'll get over it. They, they will. They always do. They always do. That's what social media is all about, right? To get fake mad. Exactly. Get big fake mad. Uh, mm-hmm. Anywho, this is a podcast that we do uh, sometimes uh, weekly. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, like it's been pretty weekly. I think we only skipped one. We only missed one. Yep, we've been pretty on on yeah. the, on point. Oh say, uh, oh say, oh say, okay. So, like I said, uh, <laughs> I don't mind it. Uh, Jose, Jose, uh, J M Dominic. Uh, anywho, we so we do miss you. Uh, uh, where was I? I am just. This is this is top notch podcasting right now. Um, like I said before, this week, once again, like last week, is a top 10 list, technically, because we only gave you five last week, and we're only giving you five this week. It is uh, going to be our, it's the second part, part two, the sequel, the squeakquel of our uh-huh. our top 10 uh, cartoon theme songs, animated theme songs, however you want to call it. Uh, and this will be, this week will be our five through one as we gave you our 10 through six last week. So now we're getting down to our nitty gritty, our true favorites, our, our true, uh, unquestionable. The realest. The realest of the real. So mm-hmm. b- before we get into it, I do want to clarify a couple of things. There was some misunderstanding, uh, between me and Blake in our, uh, the things that were supposed to be on our, could be potentially on our list. Um, yeah. we, uh, I, I said excluded anime uh, for the most part. I said there would be a, a there could be a couple of six, uh, exceptions that were like Saturday morning cartoon rules. Well, I think Blake misunderstood what I was saying by that, and uh, because he didn't watch them on Saturday mornings, he watched these shows on other ones. Uh, I, I was going to include Pokemon, Digimon, and Yu Gi Oh and Cardcaptor Sakura because they were all on Kids WB or Fox Kids. Uh, but I think Blake and I got we got our wires crossed. So I, had, I think Blake got the wires crossed. Now does, I did watch them on Saturday mornings. It's just I mostly watched them after school on Cartoon. Well, not Cartoon Network. Um, uh, Fox could, Fox showed uh, Digimon every day, and then W. They showed it every day. Yeah, and I think well, WB I, showed. It. Well, well, Pokemon was the first one I watched, but I can't remember. That would have been on WB still. It would have been because they showed syndicated it every day. Uh, sixty-two, whatever channel sixty-two okay. is. Yeah, so yeah, you would have saw it. Same channel that it's on on Saturdays. It just they showed it locally during the days or, or, or mm-hmm. after school. But uh, so those will not make our list. So if you get mad at us because Pokemon is not on there, is because we we got confusion between each other. And it is technically it is an anime, and I did say anime were not on the list. 
So uh, it's not out of the realm of believability that, that that's what Blake thought. So that's my fault. I should have been more clear. So needless to well, say, po- 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 Pokemon was in my top five for those who want to know. <laughs> it is now not in my top five because I had to replace it with something that I completely brain farted and should have been in my top five anyway. So Well, if we were doing the top five anime and I was in that list, which it won't be, Digimon and Pokemon and Monster Rancher would be in there, so... Uh, my, my, my rancher, rancher. So, you know, just saying. But, you know, I can't do an anime. It's the place where the monsters rule. <laughs> <laughs> what a good uh, show, though. You know, that show's, enti- that show's on uh, Amazon in its entirety. Oh, really? I know it's on Hulu. Uh, oh, I guess it's on Hulu, too. I watched it on Amazon. It might it might have moved over. I, because I remember, got, I think I added right around the same time uh, Ronan Warriors did. Or as they oh, okay. or as they call it, samurai warriors or whatever on Amazon. So anyway, uh, no. is Ronin Warriors still on Amazon? Yeah, it is. They call it Samurai Warriors, but if you search Ronin Warriors, I think it still comes up on Amazon. But yeah, it's definitely still on there because it's on my list. Okay. Yeah. So sweet. So you can not still... on your top ten list. No, the, there's not much of a theme song to that show, uh, <laughs> honestly. So, um, but yeah, so. We're all over the place right now, but we just wanted to clarify a few things for those who listened to our last week's list and wonder if their their uh, songs are omitted, or you're wondering like how can they leave Pokemon off, like especially Pokemon. If we're being real, like if we're leaving Pokemon, because that song is just a banger. But uh, we're gonna do a, a do you need to do a drinking game too every week? Like every time I say a song is a banger, somebody should just drink. I say it way too yeah. much. I think well, I, every... I go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Also, go ahead. Go ahead and mention we're still not recording in the same room. If it's yeah, if it's not obvious, the the if it's not obvious. The natural. We're hope probably hopefully within the next couple of weeks. We're probably I think things are smoothing out. Where I, I think we're getting more comfortable around each other, and that steps open to people being at the house now. So it's not that big a deal. So I think we'll start hopefully soon because we got a few topics we really want to do that are going to really be much better in person. Like our top five Marvel villains, we still need to do. Yeah. So, uh, my voice is, uh, going this week, guys. So you're gonna have to bear with me. Uh, it's going to probably not be pretty by the time the end of this episode is over. It'll be a lot of hacking and wheezing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, yeah, mine's already started to go. That's what happens when you work in a giant plant and you have to yell at each other just to have a basic conversation. So, exactly. um, anywho, without further ado, I hope you guys enjoyed our 10 through six and I hope, that maybe you heard some of your favorites last week. We uh, Another thing I want to say. So we uh, have decided uh, from the suggestion of Blake's better half to make this music a little more professionally done this week. <laughs> uh, so I've taken the time to act, uh, which you will hear. I haven't done it yet. Uh, I will take the time to actually edit the songs in instead of going clickety, clickety, clackety. And you hear all that noise in the background. So you're not going to hear all that this week. So, um the the music will sound much better hopefully and all the levels will be good and because i noticed uh last week's episode had some uh audio issues and that's my fault so we're gonna i'm gonna put the work in and act like a professional if i want this to be professional and make it professional so we're gonna do our best guys so you're gonna do your best well i'm useless you're here for moral support and that's all that matters i'm the looks you are the looks you're the brains there we go i'm okay with that uh (laughs) <laughs> so did you did you go first last week or did i go first 
I don't. Well, I know either. I know either you or I went first last week. That is, I think you're right on that one. Um, what was your number ten? Do you remember your number ten? That will help me. Yeah, my number ten was recess, and I'm pretty sure I went first. You went first, so I'll yep. go first this week. Sweet. So, so, okay. So without further ado, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and get into our list because we probably need to jump into this pretty quickly because we still got ton. We actually have honorable mentions this week as well, so this, we don't want this to go too long because uh, yeah. of how long last week's went. So, <laughs> And spoiler, uh, my number 10 was recess, but it would be weird if you listen to this one and not the one before it. So. Right, yeah. Don't cheat. Start at, yeah. ten, start at 10 and don't be the guy that starts at the bottom of the list and works his way up. There's no fun in that. So, uh Anyhow, yeah, just listen to our podcast backwards. It, yeah. it, it just it it just tells you some kind of weird satanic message. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, Nia Nia. Um, that that one's for you, Blake. That was for you. No, thank you. Thank um, you. Okay, so without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and get into my number five. So, uh. I'm not going to say very much about this one because uh, to start off because it's a song I think everyone uh, is going to know. So everybody, this is my number five. That's right, guys. My uh, my number five is the theme song, the original theme song, to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So uh, I I would have been remiss to not put this in my list. I I almost forgot it. I had it on my preliminary miss list, and I because I, I put TMNT down. I think I kind of just casually looked over it and didn't think about much of it. And I went back and relooked. I was like, how I was like, how did I leave this off? Um. So uh, I was like, yeah, man, I got to make sure I get this in there. So number five was the perfect slot for it. Um, so uh, a little factual basis about the Teenage, teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, the theme song was composed by Chuck Lorre and Dennis C. Brown. Um, for some reason, uh, on this week on these shows, I didn't do a good job on writing what years they were out. I know the turtle started late eighties, ran into like the early to mid nineties. So, yeah. um, this run did the original run. <clears throat> I think it aired on CBS and then was syndicated later. But, uh, the song is sung by and performed by, uh, miles Doppler. Now that's not his real name. I, I, I didn't write down his real name. I can't remember what it is, but he didn't do anything else. And if you go to his, if you look up miles Doppler on Instagram, he has an Instagram. If you look him up, his entire Instagram is just, he is living this one note. Like he's still like nonstop. He'll go to a, 
cons and all this stuff. He's like, I'm the guy that sang the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song. Like, I mean, I would too. Right, but he's based a 40-year career on doing <laughs> nothing else but singing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song. I mean, good for him. That's He's already obviously accomplished way more than we have ever accomplished and probably will yeah. ever accomplish. But I just think it's really funny. Um, but yeah, Chuck Lorre uh, famously is uh, – he's a uh, – he also, uh, quote unquote, co-created the show. He didn't create the show, obviously. The uh, uh, comic creators, Kevin Laird and uh, oh, what's the others? Uh, all the comic guys are gonna kill me. Uh, uh, um, or is it Peter? And, uh, La- Peter Laird and anyway, the two guys from uh, Toys That Made Us. <laughs> yeah, that, that I was just trying to think of the names from the Toys That Made Us. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Kevin something and Peter something, I think. Uh, K and P, they did it. Key and Peel, yeah. Uh, Key and Peel created it. Anyway, Chuck Lorre is just a TV producer. He makes, he's produced and helped fund and uh, took ideas and made tons of shows like uh, from things like Big Bang Theory. Mostly are like sitcoms, but in the late eighties stuff, he did a lot of animation. And this is was his uh, kind of like his his big animation ticket was this one. Uh-huh. And, uh, and him and Dennis C. Brown worked together on doing theme songs for a lot of different things throughout. Uh, and like I said, it, it, uh, features the, uh, infamous Miles Doppler. So my, uh, <laughs> my, uh, tie to the song <laughs> is obvious. I was a boy and born in the eighties. So Ninja Turtles were inescapable. Um, you were destined to love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles if you were born yeah. when we were born. Uh, the, I had toys i had it was honestly that and ghostbusters and and transformers were my first loves like uh, but i think teenage Mutant turtles lasted longer because the first two were transformers and ghostbusters were much earlier uh they started much earlier they started like when i was born so like i didn't get into them until basically the reruns and stuff whereas like teenage Mutant turtles was you know all when i was alive so it lasted longer so my toy craze and my love for the show lasted much longer uh yeah. this song is super catchy uh it still is a ton of fun i think the work song works now so much so that every time they do a movie or a new tv show like when they did the 2012 cgi one on nick it's just like a hip-hop version of that yeah. song uh, and they did a punk reversion for the movies and stuff like that it's just the song is so cleverly written like it uh it doesn't need much doctoring. And so why would you mess that up? Why would you change it around too much? You know? So, um, if, uh, side note too, but I was going to say earlier about Chuck Lorre, all the, uh, spoken word parts in the theme song, like he's a radical rat and all that stuff. Uh, that's all Chuck Lorre. He does all that stuff. Um, but I think it's cool because, uh, to me, it surmises the perfect like late eighties, early nineties theme song. It just literally describes everything that happens in the show, uh, yeah. ly- lyrically within the song. Uh, but like I said, this sh- this show reminds me of my entire childhood. The song reminds me of my entire childhood. Even now, like because you know Milo was into Turtles for a while. I know Atlas was way into Turtles there for a while, wasn't he? Oh yeah, he was big, huge into Turtles. Um, ha- did he ever watch the original, or was he ever into it a little bit? I know he was into the CG one, right? Yeah, he was he was really big into the CG. He liked the movies. Um, I don't think we watched the original. 
Yeah, I got Milo into live action movies. He was especially the, the originals. He he loves the new ones. Obviously, I think yeah. every kid because that's what who they were for. Uh, the, but the, the the original three, well, I won't say three. The original, the first two, he was really into. I don't think he's ever seen sat down and watched Turtles in Time, or I think that's what's called. Right? I just turn, it might just be called Teenage Mutant Turtles three. I realized that was gibber, gibberish, and I slurred all those words together. It's just called. No, that's the, it's that's the samurai one, right? Yeah, yeah, the one where they uh, accidentally go back in time, and then the samurai Japanese warriors come to the future. Love hockey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a huge, a huge painting from that one that my dad's friend did for me when I was little. Oh, right on. I wish, yeah, I wish I still had it. I actually love that movie. It, it, it gets poo pooed on a lot because it, I mean, it's not a great movie, but like, uh, I don't know. It's just the end of an era. You know, like that was when like that when that movie came out, I was getting a little older, but I still love Turtles. But and then Turtles, the next thing they did after that was Next Mutation. So like that to me, Teenage Mutant Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, mm. three uh, was kind of like, OK, this is the end of Turtles for me. And it was for a long time and until uh, 2012 when that CG came back, uh, the CG show came back and that show was really good. Um so, what about the 2000 and was it 2007 movie? Did you see that? Oh no, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. The CG animated movie. That yeah, that was really good too. Uh, I, like I enjoyed it, but I don't think it resonated I with me. Too, but I, th- I think that I, I think it got poo pooed on too, didn't it? I think it actually got good reviews, but I just think fans oh, didn't okay. like. I think fans didn't like it as much. Um, I enjoyed it. I just don't think it. Like I said, I don't think it stuck with me like the way the early ones did. Like like where they resonated with me. There's nothing wrong with the movie. The movies I think it was really good. It just uh, I was like, okay, this is good. I can see this a couple times, and I probably I probably forget about it, which I clearly did. Uh, yeah. Which <laughs> it doesn't make it a bad movie. It just means it. Yeah. I, it wasn't my thing. Um, and like I said, I love the TV show, and then they made the live action movies, which the first one, uh, sorry, not sorry, is a an awful film, and uh, it is borderline unwatchable. Which is crazy because the second one is pretty much the same cast and people, and it was actually really fun. Out of the shadows, I yeah. I think I think getting back to what made turtles awesome in the second movie is what helped it the first one was an april o'neill movie and when april o'neill is played by uh what's her name megan fox uh that's that's already a bad start so and and i don't want to watch april o'neill movie Uh, i don't mind april O'Neill being in the movie but it's the movie's called teenage mutant ninja turtles i want to see the turtles and if you're going to have an april o'neill movie make april o'neill a good actress (laughs) so uh but Anyway, the second film ended up being a lot better. They they went like I said, you got Krang, the Technodrome, Bebop, Rocksteady, actual use of Shredder. Um, I think a better use of April O'Neil. Um, wasn't a big fan of Casey Jones in the second movie. Uh, I don't think the character was portrayed correct, but it, was, it is what it is. It was is. the guy from Arrow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the other Amel <laughs> or Stephen Amel. Stephen Amel. Oh yeah, yeah. It, well, it should have been Stephen Punk, but you know whatever. There you go, but. He <laughs> just, uh, it, it, they, for lack of better way to describe it, they made him too smart. <laughs> so, Casey Jones is supposed to be an idiot. So, uh, but street smart. And they didn't, he was a detective. It, it, it was, I like they rewrote the character, which I get though. I mean, they re, they, it's for a modern retelling of the story. So it works for what it was doing. It, um, but anywho, yeah, Teenage Mutant Turtles obviously has spawned a, 35 almost 35 year love of that franchise for me um and for as much as i love some other franchises like star wars and transformers and stuff like that i think about to hear some sirens by the way (laughs) coming to take you away 
uh mm. tmnt kind of never it never like it was always there for me so so uh uh that's our guest stars meet and diglett yeah well you know i wasn't thinking that there's gonna be sirens there's about to be dogs yeah what are they oh they're outside my house do we need to pause yeah pause real quick okay all right guys we're back after uh uh a technical difficulty we uh that's the first time i think we've ever had to stop recording but yeah uh, um sorry about that an ambulance tried to turn around in my yard which was a mistake because my yard is a cliff not a yeah it's a cliff don't try that (laughs) so uh but we're back guys and uh, we apologize for that hopefully uh in uh post i can uh do an amicable job of uh piecing that together shouldn't be too hard um anywho like i was saying so yeah my number five uh is the theme song to the original teenage mutant ninja turtles so uh without further ado we're gonna move on to blake's number five all right uh my number five uh i think everybody's gonna know it it's uh it's a classic and um yeah anyways my number five is Five is Rocco's Modern Life. Aha! Uh-huh, I got one. <laughs> Finally, I knew you'd get that one. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think I'm pretty confident with these five. I, like I think I said, after five was when I was trying to like grasp straws and guess one of yours. For those who don't remember yeah. from last week's episode, me and Blake do have a side bet on who could guess most of each other's top ten. Currently, Blake was in the lead. I'm now I'm starting to starting to maybe actually get a few here. <laughs> Yeah, you might you might start picking up speed. Uh yeah, but you're gonna um, you're gonna grab some of mine too, I think though. So we'll see. Go ahead. Anyways, uh, Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, it's a Nickelodeon show from the '90s. I think every kid our age watched it. Um, it was gross. It was disgusting. It made a lot of fart noises. Um, just random was, random background fart noises. Random too. fart noises. Uh, and I think like you can watch that show without the picture, and it's hilarious. Um, but you know, it came out in 1992, lasted four seasons. Um, I thought it only lasted three, but they probably the good old internet said four. They probably split one of the seasons up more than likely. It was probably to package just three. You know how that works. It's like they'll, they'll make three in actual actuality. And then the studio or the channel like Nickelodeon will split one of them and classify them as four so they can sell them as four. So, um, now Sarah Frost is um, this is what I'm this is what I read. Uh, I'm not a Rocco expert, so Sarah Frost is the one who uh, you know performed or whatever the song, and uh, you know she did work for Fairly Odd Parents, which yeah. that doesn't sound anything like. No, it doesn't. <laughs> well, I think I don't think she wrote music. She directed Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I thought Butch Harmon. Yeah, and- Butch Harmon. Well, he created Fairly Odd Parents. 
It, yeah, it just I don't know if she directed every episode. It's okay. just she done some work in it. Or she, maybe she directed every episode. She done did some work. She done did some work. And she done some uh, episodes of Fam- uh, Family Guy. But that's oh, okay. also directed. Yeah, a lot, and, a lot of people directed that show. Yeah. And on The Simpsons. Well, there you go. A lot so, of people directed yeah, so, that show. Yeah, so she's not, yeah, she's not just some random person that composed a song for Rocco. No, she's done a lot of stuff. Um, I don't know if you remember this or when's the last time you watched Rocco, but there was two theme songs. Where were they? I remember the Rocco, the one the B-52s did. The B-52s, yeah. They did uh, seasons two through four, and then you had the regular one, which is the you know, first season. Okay, so, yeah. uh, and which is the one you're more fond of? I like pre-B-52s. <laughs> okay, so that'll be of I note. Just, when I, I, just, that, I just hate B-52s. <laughs> That'll be of note when I look it up because that's the only version I know is the B-52's version. I don't I don't know any other version. I don't hate it. It's just, you know. That's the only one I remember. The one that goes, Rocco's yeah. That's the only well, one I know. Both, they're both the same song. Okay. So there's one yeah. the B-52's do and there's one. One that, is just like a regular, you know, not B-52's voice. Okay. So I have to make sure that I, I find that distinction. Let me write that down so I don't. So I don't, I don't hate it. I guess you can play both of them. I'll, I, whatever the one I find is the best uh, version is what mm. you'll get. So, because I don't want to avoid uh, Sanford and Son Part Two. Oh yeah, that bass. All about <laughs> that bass. Anyways, spoiler: Sanford and Son was on my last list. So. Yeah, on the t- <laughs> live action TV theme songs. Live action TV shows. Um, I saw that Pat Irwin, or Irwin, excuse me, not Ir- Irwin, but Irwin, uh, Irwin is a composer, but for the show, so I'm, I'm assuming he's the one who throws in the farts and, um, yeah, he probably makes the music for every episode. Like he composes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love the show. I still love it. I got the, you know, complete series. Uh, the movie was really good, uh, for Netflix that last year. Yeah, I agree. I loved it. Same, you know, same energy. It was, it was, it was the same thing as from the nineties. Yeah, uh, and you it, know, just had just had a modern twist on it. I can't remember his name, but the guy that created the show—that's pretty much all he did. Like was after it Murray. Oh, you you better you know better than me. Yeah, I think it's Joe Murray. Yeah, because I don't think he did much after. Like he kind of retired and did like some like side work, and then he, yeah, he did Camp Lazlo. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I haven't watched that one. It was okay. I remember it a little bit. It was okay. Uh, uh, it was like uh, a kiddie version, or well, I would say kiddie. But there, 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 there's some problems with that show, some racial mm-hmm. um, profiling type, or just some bad racial stereotypes in that show. But uh, well, it wasn't Nickelodeon, was it? Uh, I think it was Cap- uh, Cartoon Network. Okay. I, I yeah. think. Don't hold me to that. I think it was Cartoon. That, sound, that sounds right because it don't seem like. I know it wasn't Nickelodeon. Then it's gotta, it doesn't feel like it'd be Disney. Yeah, it's de- it, well, it definitely wasn't Disney. I know that. So then it's got to be Cartoon Network. Um, but yeah, I remember that I watched a few, few episodes. It was pretty funny. Um, but it doesn't, it didn't have the same vibe as, uh, Rocco did. Like Rocco was just, no. Rocco was a beneficiary of being, catching the tailcoats of, uh, Ren and Stimpy and Ren being and able Stimpy. to be able to do a little bit of that raunch for kids. And then, uh, mm-hmm. it kind of died away after that, after, uh, the, uh, TV industry cracked down on all that stuff. And then we had to, they had to dial it back a little bit. I know that show, like, you know, as a kid, it made me question a lot of things like, um, when Spunky made love to a mop. Oh, or do or when uh, Rocco worked for basically a sex hotline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, but so, it, it's a good show. Yeah, it's still it, a good show. And I it's think still relevant. 
I think that's honestly what I appreciate about the movie a little bit more is like understanding its audience a little better than the original TV show did. Uh, yeah. uh, saying like, okay, we know that those kids that watched us then are watching us now. So we can, they didn't make it like raunchy and disgusting or anything, but they made the content and the subject matter very serious, even though it was jokey. Uh, and, um, obviously understood who their audience was. That's what I think that show was smarter than, even though it had fart jokes. So it was smarter than people, uh, realize that was a very, very heady show. Um, and some of the subject matter that talk about and, and the way they could pull off humor like that, where it would go over kids heads, but at the same time, still like what you could watch it now and go, okay, now I get it. And it's super funny. Exactly. So, yeah, I loved Rocco. Steph does not like Rocco at all. She had to bear through the movie with me when it came out. Yeah, um, Anya likes Rocco. So, I don't know if she loves it, but right. I don't. I wouldn't. She does love. She does love uh, one of the shows on my list. So. Well, there you go. I I wouldn't say that I loved it like you loved it, but I do really appreciate it. it was it, in 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 that era. I, I watched all the episodes because you know it was on with other shows. But there are shows in that era I appreciated a little more than Rocco. Mm-hmm. Per, just personally, from not because they were better shows, just to, at the time. That's what. Honestly, I probably appreciate Rocco now more than those other shows. So uh, that that's something that can be said for Rocco, I guess, is the fact that like it does resonate now more than a lot of those shows that uh, it shared airways with during that time. I think Rocco is still relevant in the animation, the, the voice acting, and the storytelling and the humor. I think is still all relevant right now. And the unique art design. Very unique. I mean, you can tell that that's that guy. Yeah, it, you know, it it is one of the good defenses amongst other shows like all the Spumco stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh it's a it's a good defense for all the people that don't like the Cal Arts stuff now. Uh because it's like, look, look how original our animation was back then and it was so good. And then you look at all the Cal Arts uh heads or whatever, and they're all the same. It doesn't take away from all the hard work that those people do and the great shows that they make. So, oh no, I, I love the color designs. I don't so, care. So I just love anime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just love anime. Oh. Oh. Uh, Another thing too, um our logo is Rocco. So Sure is. <laughs> so there you go. Eat that. And my one of my favorite hats, um, which was Rocco, was uh destroyed by the dog you might have heard earlier, meets. Anyways. We won't. We won't be sad over that. <laughs> so yeah, my number five is Rocco's Modern Life. So we might have to take a, take another technical break for you to go <laughs> cry it out. Cry about my Rocco hat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have one now that you know that I still love my blue trucker hat, but it's not the same as my dad hat. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the that's the one I got you right. Yep. Yep. Cool. Um, I'll be buying my boyfriend things. Mm-hmm. So. Anywho, so what was your number five again, Mike? My number five was Rocco. Rocco, which is so funny. The side note while we're still on Rocco is that they cast a, uh, I believe he's Mexican-American, Carlos uh, Azaraki to play an Australian wallaby. Wallaby. (laughs) So it's just brilliant casting, and he's a great voice actor. So, Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's another thing, too. One more thing, and then we can move on. Go ahead. That show, like you you did mention, the voice acting is – Top notch. Top notch. Who is Heifer? I'm trying to remember who Heifer. He's a famous voice actor. Oh, it's it's Tom Kenny. Yeah, it's Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny. Yeah. So I knew it was. I knew it was one of the like to me like one of the big ones. I was mm. like, who was this? Oh, Tom Kenny. Cool. Oh uh, yeah. So your number five is Rocco's Modern Life. Yep. Okay. So we're gonna move on to my number four, and it's another 
to me, this number four, my number four is going to be another touch into the modern uh, animation ring. I, I was trying to hold it up for some of the modern cartoon theme songs. And uh, this one is one I sing constantly. Uh, so I won't go too much into it yet until after you guys listen. So enjoy. This is my number four. We are the crystal gems. We'll always save the day. And if you think we can, we'll always That's right. My number four is the theme song to Steven Universe. So, uh, as Blake knows, I love this show. Love the show. So we'll get into that in a second. I'm going to give you a little background on the song, and then we'll dive into the song and everything. So uh, the song is composed by the show's creator, Rebecca Sugar, who is an absolute genius and a wonderful woman. And just I love everything she does musically, and I want her to be my best friend. And also two other musicians i i don't want to mispronounce them i think it's i uh and surashu they're uh they are they perform and do other music and they were referred to rebecca sugar before she made the show uh showed some of their music to her and they all collabed together and made uh, a lot of the music on this show um the song is called we are the crystal gems the version you heard is the abbreviated version uh it's because the original song that's on the soundtrack is like three minutes long and I'm not about to play a full three minute version when that's not what they play before the show anyway. So, um, the song is performed by the cast of the show. Uh, Zach, Gal- uh, Zach Callison, who is Steven Estelle, who's Garnet, uh, Michaela Dietz, who's Amethyst and Dee Magno Hall, who is Pearl. And, um, they all have gone, like Estelle is a, a Grammy award winning, uh, R and B artist, uh, Dee Dee Magno Hall is in Broadway. Michaela Dietz does a ton of voice acting. And Zach Callison, this was kind of his breakout role, and he does a lot of pop singing now and stuff too. And I don't think he's done any other voice acting since Steven so far. But Steven Universe Future just ended, so who knows what the future brings for him. But um, I love this song, and I love the music in this show so much. Um, I've listened to both soundtracks numerous times. The music's so well-written. Um, and for those who don't know a little bit about Rebecca Sugar, the fact, you know, she wrote and created the show. If you like Adventure Time, uh, she wrote and sang two or three of the best songs that are on that show. Uh, like, uh, the, um, the really sad song Marceline sings to Ice King and the one she sent her mom sings to her. That's, that's Rebecca Sugar playing Marceline's mom. So, um. She's just she's just a really talented woman, and uh, if you ever get a chance to look up on YouTube, she does a lot of these songs. You can watch her play them on ukulele and stuff. Um, and uh, I, I I had like I said I had to put this uh, song on my list. I could honestly eventually would like to do a top five Steven Universe songs. I know it probably might not be something you're into. I might have to get somebody to do it with me, but I love the music on the show so much that, and I think it, it, uh, is, uh, one of the shining lights of the show on top of just being one of the best written animated shows to ever yeah. be created. I love the show. I do. Yeah. I, know. Um, I just don't know if I can name five of my favorite songs. Cause I'm not, a, I'm I mean, not in the, I'm not in musicals. <laughs> 
Yeah, we yeah we you and I have discussed this before, and I, yeah. I can respect that, man. It's not for everybody, but to me, I love musicals. So yeah. it, it combines great animation, great storytelling, uh, brilliant character building. It honestly, it's it is arguably top three best character building in any animated maybe ever t- any regular tv show of all time the character building of all the gems and steven in that show are so good uh, but uh and honestly obviously we won't go too deep into it because it might be for a different podcast on a different day but uh you know it touches on a lot of different subjects that are very sensitive to some people and i think they do it in a very tasteful way that doesn't shove it in your face and that kids can just kind of gravitate to it and understand it better i think it's a very 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 brilliant show um, yeah and you know i think when you talked about it i didn't really like it at first yeah because it wasn't funny right and i like my cartoons funny and it took atlas you know atlas watched it a bunch and i just finally just I don't know, I just sat down and got into the story. Because the first season, it's always, you know, like most cartoons, there's it's epi- random. It's episodic. Yeah, it's just like... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Once, I, once I got into the story, I'm like, okay, I don't need it to be funny. Or, you know, I just it's a good story. Right, right. And now I love it. I mean, it's, you know, it's one of my favorite cartoons, even if it's modern. And that's how I ended up with Adventure Time, too. You know, that, that took me a while until I got to the story. But it is funny. So, it, uh, But it gets really yeah. serious later on, though. But, uh... But yeah, it, it it's not your traditional kids cartoon in the sense that it's gonna make you laugh and stuff like that. Uh, it does have like you know funny moments, but it's not slapstick. Ha ha ha! Yeah, fart it's like funny. Cute, it's cute funny. Right, exactly. Uh, but it, it makes sense for the the tone of the show. Like it, like that's what they're not trying to you know make you laugh at farts. They're trying to make mm-hmm. you understand what they're talking about, and uh uh. The, all the underlying themes of the show and stuff, uh, which, like I said, I don't. We don't want to dive too deep into politics and all this stuff on this episode. Like that's a different podcast for a different day. But uh, anywho, yeah. So th- I love everything Rebecca Sugar writes, and uh, since this is theme songs, not intros, because I, I, if I'm being honest, I like the outro more than I like the intro to this song to this uh, to this show. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. Um, it is. If you get a chance, uh, if you haven't Steve, watched Steven Universe and you like animation and you like brilliant storytelling and you like good music, it's all of the above. So just w- watch it any way you can. It's all on HBO Max. It's uh, on the Cartoon Network app. I don't know if it's all on Hulu. I don't think all of it's on Hulu. Um, but uh, And it probably won't be for much longer anyway. So if you can get your hands on it, watch it. The soundtracks are on Spotify and Apple's mu- Apple Music. Uh, and honestly, you could probably find it all on YouTube anyway. So the music, so just do yourself a favor. If you appreciate good storytelling and good animation, check that show out, listen to the music. Um, I think I've talked about the show way more than the song, but like I said, the song resonates to me because of how the show resonates to me. And Milo got into it when he was really little, he was really into, uh, season one was kind of the stuff that got into him. He liked, uh, cheeseburger backpack and all that stuff like that. Uh, he actually has a cheeseburger backpack that our friend Megabolt made for him. Uh, he still has it. Um, and it's just, like I said, uh, that's, that's why, like, I think it resonates with me because the, as soon as the song comes on, it makes me feel good. It's a, uh, it's one of, the, it's weird. It's one of those shows that I mean, it's probably the key that all the songs are written in, written, written in. Uh, uh, it, all right, Blake. I know, right? Uh, yeah, it, it, it instantly just like kind of puts like a lump in my throat and like waters my eyes up a little bit just because, you know, everybody, if you're into music at all, there's always, there's that tone or, 
uh, note that certain music hits that just uh, makes you feel all kind of things and stuff. So that's yeah, that's why I like Creed so much. I'm <laughs> <laughs> dude, that gets me every First time. I don't want to cry on the podcast. I, I, I say yeah, it's he's like you know what? Uh, it's the one where he goes hurrah, hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I told you to stop. You got to edit me out. I know, right? It's the second time. You, time. I know, right? You lost the the Rocco hat. Now you heard Creed tones. It's just, yeah, I'm going to lose my emotions. This is a sad boy podcast. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah. Without, I don't want to make Blake cry anymore. So, uh, my number four is Arms Wide Open by Creed. Uh, all right. <laughs> no, it's the Steve. It's the Steven Universe theme song. We are the Crystal Gems. So, uh, without further ado, we're going to move on and... Uh, uh, escalate things to Blake's number four. Number four. My number four is Arms Wide Open, the animated series. Um, <laughs> it sounds like it would be. It. it sounds like it would. <laughs> it sounds like it would be an anime. It sounds like it'd be an anime. Dude, have you watched that new anime? Uh, Arms Wide Open. Uh, Arms high. Wide. <laughs> Arms Wide Open Samurai High School. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to reality. Because um, that's never gonna happen. So I need to quit dreaming. Uh, number. My number four is. Beavers, guys, dude, and I think you saw that coming. Didn't two for two, a two for two. I this is where this we're gonna catch up because it's predictable. Well, I already know one of the other ones are on this list too, so I think I got three so far. I feel like you're gonna know my, you're gonna know two more at least. I might, I might hit you off guard with number three. But um, okay, okay. Anyways, Angry Beavers uh, came out in 1997, and it this is another one it says it ran for five seasons, but you know, yeah, well, I thought it was four. We talked about that earlier. Um, the composer is Charlie uh, Brissett, sure. and there is not a lot of information. So I am sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny. This show kind of got lost in mm-hmm. the archives of uh, Nick, almost like Bonkers did, except for they actually acknowledge it and actually made a DVD box, DVD box set, which we both own, right? Yeah, I yeah, got that one too. So do I. Uh, but uh. Yeah, if for some reason, like when you're trying, because I even listened to the What a Cartoon podcast about Angry Beavers, and like they struggled to find a lot of inf- background information about it, which is crazy because that's what they do for a living. Mm-hmm. And, and like, yeah, so like, it, there's it, it it's kind of shra- a lot of stuff shrouded in mystery when it comes to the production of this show. Yeah, but I can't leave it out because I don't have anything. You know, I can't leave it out just because there isn't anything to talk about. So, um. But it is one of my favorite shows. It's Two Angry Beavers. It's the title. It's two brothers that, you know, are always fighting. It's loud. The voice acting is great. 
It is hilarious, and it's still hilarious, and I wish they'd bring it back for a movie, like they're doing with everything else. Yeah, man, I would love them to see them cycle through all those old Nicktoons. Uh, that one, I think, would be a lot of fun, because that one could be slapsticky, and the humor, slapstick humor will always be funny. It was mm-hmm. funny. And, and I, it doesn't have to be about anything new or relevant, because it never no, was. It never was. It's just, uh, slapstick, uh, slapstick humor was funny in the 19-teens, and it's still funny now, and you could just mm-hmm. do dumb silly slapstick beaver humor uh it, it works so well man uh i almost put this in my list I almost made it almost made my honorable mentions uh but i instead i opted for another nicktoon because i had a feeling you'd put it in your list so i was like i want to give spread the love as much as i can because that's such a good era of uh cartoons mm-hmm. but uh, this show is so good that theme song is so fun it's um as you would call it a banger. It's a banger. It's a. It is a banger. It's more a a, a, a toe tapper. It's a club. Yeah, it's a toe tapper. It's a toe yeah, tapper. I was gonna say classy, but that sounds better. No, it's more like uh, like it's like very swing and like all the horns. Yeah. Horny and st- I mean, uh, hornsy. Hornsy. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Full of horns. <laughs> hornsy. Hornsy is not bad. <laughs> I don't know, man. I thought Horsey uh, was better, or whatever. Uh, yes, so Angry Beavers. I I agree with you. I I love that theme song. It is it's a uh, it's a classic. I think it's one of the and that's one of those shows that gets overlooked. I think it was like in like the third wave of Nicktoons, mm-hmm. and it's like it's all it's awkwardly shoved right after Rocco in between like the success of like Hey Arnold and Cat Dog, where the tone of those cartoons started to change a little bit. So it kind of gets forgotten, uh, unfortunately. Um, but I loved. Like they didn't make a ton of they didn't make a ton of merch for that show like that that's why no they didn't which is crazy like you can get stuff now because you know they brought back that a uh, couple years ago they brought all those Saturday morning or the Nicktoons plushies and all that stuff and they brought yeah. that Daggett and Orbit and all those so um I got the Stimpy one but uh only yeah. thing I got Angry Beavers wise is my hats yeah you got you do have a trucker hat that still stands for that so mm-hmm. it still stands to this day. But I, yeah. I, I have two little tiny oh, – so, so back in the, you know, midnight when the show was out, like um, I, I, don't know, I don't know if kids even know what these exist, but when we were kids, when you left the grocery store, right at the door, every single time you wanted to beg your mom and dad for quarters because there were these little machines that you could put quarters in and turn them and you get little prizes out of them. And uh, what did you call those? I uh I I, I just called them quarter machines. Uh, they actually is. I a, called them egg machines. Egg machine. I think that's actually what they're called. Uh, uh, oh okay. It's a Japanese thing. I know because they're everywhere in Japan. They're on the streets mm. in Japan. Like they're, they're actual Japanese name for it, but I can't remember. Megabolt would probably know better, so uh, she'll text me and inform me. But <laughs> they uh, but yeah. So I they had a whole Nicktoons one. And like, you know, I'd always keep my eye on what things I liked. And I saw a Nicktoons one one time and they were a quarter a piece. My dad gave me 50 cent and I turned them and lo and behold, not did I get one angry beaver. I got both angry beavers. So I, I yes, yeah, dude, super lucky. I got both Daga and Norbert. So, um, I still have those floating around here. I have a big like bag of old toys out here somewhere that they're floating around in somewhere. Um, if, if they're not waterlogged and destroyed at this point, but, um, but yeah, they, they had the, uh, the pops for them and I never got to get a hold of them because that was a time period where I was collecting, but didn't have a whole lot of money. 
so I lost I'm, that whole line. I kind of missed out on like all the all real monsters and Rocco. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to get some of them, but the only ones I only got I only got one. The only one I made sure I got was Ren and Stimpy, and uh, I ended up actually getting lucky. I got the the Stimpy Chase, the Fire Dog yeah. Stimpy. So, now, do you have the regular Stimpy too? No, I went to go back and get one. You can still find him for pretty cheap. Oh, okay. So if I wanted to order him, I could. Um, so it's not that big a deal. Um, I need to honestly, if I'm being honest with myself, I need to start trimming back a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I, I definitely do because, like you know, I'm sitting in my room right now, like balled up in the corner because I have nowhere else to sit. Yeah, like you're just mounting <laughs> stuff on your actual chairs and couches. Yeah, I'm collecting stuff on the chair. That's not where you display things. Nope. I haven't even opened my last two Power Ranger figures. Speaking of Power Ranger figures, I got that gold art today. Nice. It was three dollars, man. Sweet deal. You know how much I paid? Thirty. Yeah, that's how much I paid too. Then got my money back and then waited a year and bought it for three. Yeah, that's the way to do it. If I if I was patient enough, that's what I would do. Well, do yeah, you, you know, as soon as I saw them in the stores after I returned mine, and there were like thirty of them, I said these will clearance out eventually, and they did. All the yeah, over all the overwatch all the overwatch stuff is clearance out too. I got two of the Hasbro figures from Milo. I got uh uh Soldier seventy six apron and I got one of the big uh like plushies for Penny and I got that Goldar and paid ten dollars for all of it. So, I should just go buy more Goldars and try to paint one like I did with the Gold Ranger. Uh bought the, I bought the last one. So uh at, at our game. Stop, uh, yeah, I tried Dorman. Try Dorman Center. Okay. They probably have a ton of them at Dorman Center. What they what GameStop told me is that they're uh, sending all of their merch right now to bigger stores. That that our okay. location is. So anyway, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to move on. Yeah, well, we were talking about Angry Beavers. Uh, I don't have a figure arts of any Angry Beavers. <laughs> That's a shame. Just say a fully posable Angry Beavers over there. Like on the show, yeah. their arms just go up and down. <laughs> yeah. By the way. Uh, Daggett is totally George Costanza, and that's all anybody needs to know. Oh, absolutely. He's yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know who. Nor- I guess Norbert would be somewhat like Jerry, but he's a little too. He's got he's the- still he's he's still George Costanza too, but like if he was laid back, not yeah, if he was laid back, yeah. Yeah, they're the two versions of George Costanza. They're the p- yeah. two polar. He's Jason Alexander. He's J. There we go. He is Jason yeah. Alexander. All right, so. Anywho, so my number four is Angry Beavers. There you go, Beavers. Beavers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're gonna be moving on to uh, my number three. So I will like go ahead and say my top three are all classic cartoons. Like uh, I say, classic. I mean classic for our generations. Uh, well, let me go ahead and mark off some of my list. So. Uh, <laughs> All right, so I'm not going to say a whole lot about this one. Uh, I'm just going to let the song speak for itself. Uh, This is my number three.
Yes. So my number three is there's no words to it, so you probably didn't uh, didn't if you don't know it's the theme song to Batman the animated series. Um, that song is just so damn epic, man. Uh, um, so I'll get into uh, the uh, facts about the song. <laughs> uh, the song was composed. Fox. It's the Fox, dude. The Fox. It's uh, it was composed by Danny Elfman. So the backstory on this is Danny Elfman, who's you know done tons of movies, uh, everything Tim Burton, like, and Nightmare for Christmas. He was in Oingo Boingo. Uh, the uh, band who sang Weird Science and stuff. He, and he still composes uh, stuff today. I have a feeling you might be bringing up Danny Elfman here in a little bit. But, I don't uh, know who that is. Uh, uh, you will. <laughs> uh, Danny Elfman. I will. Yeah, you will. He's a, he, he's a very famous composer. Uh, I, won't, I don't want to list one of the main things he composed because I have a feeling you might bring it up. So, um, mm-hmm. But anyway, the, funny, the crazy story about this is he was asked, originally approached, to do this, to compose this song for the series. And he turned it down. And then Shirley Walker... Uh, 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 wrote a song for, uh, composed a song also for the series, and then eventually, De- uh, Danny Elfman came back and said yes, he would do it. So he just took his Batman theme song from the Tim Burton movies, Batman and Batman Returns, and just modified it a little bit and created this theme song. That's why the Batman animated series theme song sounds a lot like the Batman themes from the very first two Batman films, uh, the from the two Burton films. Um, but they did still end up using Shirley Walker's song later on. So like it wasn't completely all oh, uh, that hard work wasn't thrown out. They used it for what they call season two, because that's just how uh, cartoons work. But it's really the adventures of Batman and Robin, which was basically a completely different show. Um, so yeah, this song is absolutely brilliant. It's an epic song. It's one of the most iconic uh, comic book, our character songs for any movie or TV show. I, the song just sticks in my head. Uh, it goes along with the brilliant opening animation and the brilliant anima- animation from the show. Um, and the brilliant show. And the brilliant show. Yeah, Bruce Tim, Paul Dini, uh, it, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Oh yeah, those are two writers and creators of the show. Bruce Tim did all the. Oh art. yeah, I was yeah, thinking. Paul. I was thinking Bruce Tim was uh, the voice actor for Batman, but that's um. No, Bruce Tim, Bruce Tim is famous for basically yeah. creating all of the essential DC cartoons that we grew up watching. So he created, he uh, headed this, uh, he headed this show. He headed Superman Adventures. He's, uh, he helped create Batman Beyond. He created the character Batman Beyond. He also created mm. the character Holly Quinn. Uh, he, uh, after he, he made a lot of pretty women. He did. He also did Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. That's Bruce Tim. So if you guys, you know, pick up on right now, the guy knows DC. So and uh he he's pretty much defined our generation's uh versions of DC characters. What what was the voice actor for Batman? Kevin Conroy. Kevin, I can see I get those I get him and Bruce Tim confused for some reason. I well, don't know why. Well, they're associated with each other, man. I, Kevin Conroy is Batman in this. He's Batman in the Superman show when they cross over. He's Batman in Batman Beyond. He's the old Bruce Wayne. He's in the uh, he's Batman Arkham, man. Uh, yeah, and he's Batman in Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, which is all Bruce Tim. So uh, that they're just they're 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 a package deal at this point. And obviously, Mark Hamill is the Joker. Uh, yeah. just incredible voice cast and that show that that show is so brilliant um huge budgets which is also why they were able to afford Danny Elfman like I said mm-hmm. D- Danny Elfman's done 
tons of Tim Burton films. Like he, he did Nightmare for Christmas. He did Edward Scissorhands. He's done. I want to name one, but I don't want to name it out loud. So we'll talk about it later. But uh, <laughs> he's done Raimi's Spider Man too. Yeah, like, one and two. Yeah. So Daniel, I mean Danny Elfman is one of the like right now. Like if you're named top five like most prolific uh, movie composers, like people that everybody knows, John Williams, him, Hans, he's up there with like them and Hans Zimmer and uh, uh, several others. I mean, uh, but yeah, this theme song, man, it's just epic. Like the up and the down and it matches point for point with the animation which says more for the animators than it does the music because the animators put the animation to the music but uh it's just so brilliant and uh like i said the build the the epicness of it i don't think that we've heard another theme song that felt this big ever again like, like there are a lot of other theme songs that are great and fun and tons of fun to sing along, but this feels like an actual legitimate piece of music does that make sense like yeah it's it's epic. A, yeah it feels like it's an orchestral piece so like it i have a cool memory with it too so when i was in uh elementary school uh we wanted this i think it was like fourth or fifth grade we went on a field trip to the peace center to watch the greenville symphony orchestra play and they played a ton of like songs that we'd all know you know they played some classical but they played a lot of stuff but they played this song and the composer uh I don't know if you've ever been to the Peace Center, but he came from the balcony on a zip line dressed as Batman, and he zip lines into the stage and starts composing this song. And it was, wow. yeah, it was awesome. Uh, so, like, that's one of my fond memories of, one of my very few fond memories of my very, very poor elementary school that is no longer open. Uh, but, yeah, that that was really cool. Um, and, unfortunately, I don't think they do that uh, field trip anymore for kids, but I wish they did because it was, it was super cool for me. Well, you know, they don't just, they don't do field trips at all anymore and they don't give you a refund, but whatever. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Hashtag same, bro. Still never saw that money back, man. Nah. Uh, anywho. So yeah. Uh, do you have any, uh, memories or fondness of this song? Um, well, going back to what you said, there'll never be another song as epic. Um, as I mentioned in our top, you know, 10th or six Dexter's lab, but you know, whatever. Um, which is, a basically a ripoff of this song yeah it is that, cause I, that's what i mentioned you know oh yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm joking uh I, I watched the show with my cousins i don't that's basically all the memories i have of it i, I was hoping it was gonna come to hbo max but yeah i, I guess i'm just gonna have to borrow your, your dvds yeah man they're always here if you want to borrow them i do own well, that's the thing is i only own volume one and volume three i don't have volume two but mm-hmm. I th- actually i think matt might have the entire set on blu-ray you might have to, might want to ask him um, Matt, yeah, because you know he's a huge Batman anime series fan, so he's a huge Batman you're fan. About, you're talking about Matt? I'm talking about Circle Pit Barbecue, Matt Lufton, the vocalist I for Sanatorium. I didn't know that he was a uh... huge Batman fan. Huge. Okay. It's like the only real comic that he's super into. So yeah, I'm yeah. So- I'm sorry, Matt. He's played he's played all the Arkham games and stuff. Yeah, if you ever want to talk Batman, talk that man knows some Batman. So I know some Arkham. There you go. I know you know you played all. I've only played the first two, so yeah, I, I love some Arkham. Alrighty. All right. So once again, uh, like I said, I don't think I have so much more on that. So my number three is Batman: The Animated Series theme song. All right. So that means it's my number three, right? That is correct. Correct. All right. Uh, my number three is a show from the '90s, so I guess you can call it a classic. And uh, so here's my number three.
right, that is Spider-Man, the animated series from 1994. <laughs> Did you guess that one? Uh, hold on, man. look at my list. That's a negative, but I did think about... Uh, I wanted to put a superhero one on there, but I wasn't sure which one to put, so I think I left them all off. This this one made it... But, um, anyways, this show came out in 1994, I and known it better. lasted five... You should have known. Yeah, you love Spider-Man. I should have known better. Um, and it lasted five seasons. Uh, <laughs> you know, doing some research, it made me laugh, because I completely forgot this, that it was uh, performed by Joe Perry. Yeah, they... Uh, they- <laughs> Yeah, from Aerosmith. Um, so he did it uh, in one take, didn't he? Like, just came in, did it, and left. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Joe Perry. Right. I mean, you know, greatest guitarist ever. It's not like it's not like my, uh, the game Maximum Carnage, where all the music is played by Green Jello. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they did the entire soundtrack for the Spider-Man game for Sega and SNES. Maximum Carnage. Nice. I love that game. Um, so the song was wrote by good old Saban. It was wrote by it. Mm-hmm. It was was it written by Saban? Or was it written by like Shuki Levy and Ron Wasserman? All I saw was wrote by Saban. It says Haim Saban. Okay, it's more than likely probably Shuki Levy who you know worked for Haim Saban. Mm-hmm. That so, makes more sense. Yeah, but you know it's probably going to cost less to just put his name down. Right, and if you in wiki, if 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 anyone ever reads music by Haim Saban, it's a good chance Shuki Levy somewhere in there, and Ron Wasserman is somewhere in that mix. So, um, about the show, uh, I can give you some uh, some fond memories of when I was a kid. I uh, I got real sick, and I don't know if you've ever had a fever dream. Oh yeah, but they suck. But I had one one time. I remember it so vividly that Venom, the Venom saga, in that in that show, that was my fever dream. I couldn't get out of it. Where, who that were, sounds awesome. That sounds awesome, but it wasn't. Who were who were you in the dream? I was just myself, or you know, I was just in in the show. You're just like standing, like while things are getting exploded, and you're getting, standing there while things were happening. And, and, and it's. It sucks so bad. In their Venom saga, right, at the end of it, he ends up getting sucked into the other dimension, right? Is that what happened? That's one. Because there's, there's multiple ones. Yeah, yeah. I know they did the original run with the bells and all that stuff mm-hmm. like that. I can't remember. It's been so long since I watched them. Oh, yeah. It's been so long. I, it's been so long that I don't have it on DVD. I have it on VHS. There you go. I have a uh, a, a DVD with like six episodes. It was like a six-parter episode. I think it was the Sinister Six like series. And mm-hmm. I, I have that DVD from a long like DVD, DVD, DVD from a long DVD, time. DVD? It's a DVD. Yeah. A DVD, DVD. Uh, David 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 David. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but my fond memory of, like, number one, I watch, you know, like you, I watched it every Saturday when it came on. Mm-hmm. I love that show. Um, is the, but the, they only had it for maybe a year, but the serial, which was basically checks, like checks, the uh, serial checks with marshmallows. And I, the Spider-Man animated series, uh, serial. Do you remember it? No. <laughs> yeah, man, you can look up images of it. Just type in the Spider-Man animated series, uh, serial when you get a chance. It was basically the serial was like checks, um, uh, with marshmallows. And it was awesome. Okay. That's so. Can I still go get it? No, <laughs> unfortunately it sounds delicious too. Doesn't it? That does sound delicious, yeah. actually. I love checks. And, you know, 90s marshmallows just hit different. Oh, dude, they hit so hard, my dude. They sit, they hit so hard. Like, <laughs> and I love check cereal. I still love check cereal. So you put checks and with some marshmallows, whoo, mm-hmm. GG. 
I remember they used to have uh, Rice Krispies with marshmallows too. And that, that, oh yeah, that was that jam, dude. That's all my cause my my grandma would buy that for me because she, my grandma liked Rice Krispies, so she would buy Rice Krispies for, with marshmallows. She's like, well, if I like Rice Krispies, all I got to do is add marshmallows to it, and the kids will like it. They were right. So, uh, <laughs> hmm. uh, you think I still didn't put a, a spoonful of sugar on that shit? Well, of course, you got to on Rice Krispies, man. But yeah, so uh they brought you know the crazy thing is like they never brought it back but that what they did bring uh they did add marshmallows i think you can still get it to cocoa krispies i was like cocoa krispies doesn't need marshmallows while i will Mm-mm. while i will eat them they don't need them <laughs> that i was like regular bars uh, regular rice krispies need the cocoa crisp uh, need the marshmallows anyway so spider-man had a really good cereal also you know the toys like i think i had a several of those toys too from that run oh yeah and i, I still have Oh, none. Hmm. But but Legends, uh, Marvel Legends from Hasbro is bringing back some of the old run in the new style, and I'm so stoked. Yeah, with much better articulation and design. Oh, so. yeah. So, yeah, that'll be really cool. The packaging looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, that Mysteri- I'm so excited. That Mysterio looks really good. Um, well, you know, I, I need the Kingpin, and I need the... Uh, Electra. the other one I'm getting. Uh, yeah, Electra. Yep. Uh, yeah, I... Yeah, I guess I love I love that whole line and series. I, I was I was gonna say something about it. Oh, the animation doesn't hold up, but <laughs> uh, it's, no, it it's, it's still better than X Men's animation. So, uh, so take that for what it's worth. Uh, it, yeah. is, it is a step up from that. It's somewhere Spider Man's animation is somewhere in between X Men and like Superman and Batman animated series. It's not nearly as good as those two, but it's not nearly as bad as X Men. It's passable. Like you can, it's no, still, but that but that three D opening though, uh, I love it. Ha- city. Yeah, and the song only has what, like one lyric. No, it's it's yeah, okay. it goes Sp- Spider Man. Well, no, and, and then it, it says Spider Blood, uh, Spider yeah. Blood, Spider Radioactive Spider Blood. Yep, that's it. That's it's the Wait here. <laughs> Joe Perry. Joe Perry. Joseph R- Perry. Can't believe I forgot that. So Joe Perry, R.I.P. Even though he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, oh, I forget. I need to write this down. So Spooderman is your number three. So you got anything? And going back to, and going back to cereal, I think that we should expect the top five cereal in the future. Oh man, I'm writing that down. Hold on, writing that down so I don't forget it. Top five cereals that I could do a top ten of that, but yeah, we'll do top five. <laughs> I, mean, I can do a top thirty, but we'll do it a top five. Oh yeah, we, we them cereal boys. We them cereal, cereal. boys. I, I, we might have to bring some guests on here. That'd be a good one. On you could do right. On you love cereal, right? She don't love it. She don't love it like we love it. But Vic loves cereal. Vic loves cereal. Vic loves cereal. We need to have Vic on. We need we need Vic, to have Vic on. Vic do be loving cereal. Vic be loving some cereal, my friend. Oops, but, I dropped the pen. Sorry. <laughs> so once again, Blake's number three. My number three is Spider-Man, the animated series. Cool. So our number threes are both uh, comic book shows. Yeah. So isn't that cute? Uh, it is cute. So isn't it? Isn't it? So we're getting down to our near the end. So I'm gonna do our number. My number two is next. So uh, before I get into my number two, uh, number two on my list would be my objective number one. I want to go and say that, but my. Uh, Heartstrings is my true number one on my list, but my number two to me is the objective number one. So I hope you guys enjoy what is to me, in my opinion, the objectively best 
cartoon theme song, and here it is. It's time for Animaniacs, and we're saying it to the max. So just sit back and relax, you'll laugh when you come back. We're Animaniacs. Come join the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister Dot. Just for fun, we run around the Warner movie lot. And they lock us in the tower whenever we get caught. But we break loose and then the moose, and now you know the plot. We're Animaniacs. Dot is cute and Yakko yaks. Welcome back to Winter Snacks while the Clayton plays the sax. We're Animaniacs. Be Pinky and the Brain who wants to rule the universe. But feathers flock together, slappy wax them with their purse. That's right. My number two is it's time for Animaniacs. So my my number two, mm-hmm. my number two is Animaniacs. Uh, Animaniacs. Look, and while like I can make arguments for lots of others, Animaniacs is the greatest cartoon that's ever been created. Like it's just, it's just perfect, man. Like that show is still so funny, like and so smart and so culturally relevant and socially smart. Anyway, let me get to some of the logistics of this show and then we'll talk about the show. So, um, Animaniacs, the song, uh, was composed by Richard Stone lyrics by Tom Ruger. Uh, and both those guys work together on a ton of stuff like tiny tune adventures, hysteria, pretty much everything on kids WB. Um, and Tom Ruger is, also, Tom Ruger is really a writer. He's not a, he writes all the lyrics, but he's not a music guy. But he, uh, actually, I think, is Tom Ruger the one that helps write all the music too? I can't remember. Don't hold me to that. Anyway, but <laughs> uh, Tom Ruger also wrote for Tiny Toons. He wrote for Hysteria. He wrote for several of these kids' WB shows. He's one of the head writers. Um, he's one of the, basically, one of the main geniuses behind these shows. Um, and they, like I said, they they together wrote this song, um, and they have combined on several ventures. This song is so funny; it's so catchy. It, it features a lot of characters. The fu- it has the fun change at the end of the song every time the ending is different, you know. And a lot of what's so funny about it is a lot of the jokes made at the end are not for kids. Like, it, you know, what's so funny is like as Milo watches this show now and loves mm-hmm. old Animaniacs. He has no clue who Bill Clinton is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that is weird. Well, Bill Clinton plays the sax, but he like, like he doesn't know who he is, but he sees him in the animation and just thinks it's funny that this random dude is playing a sax and he's in the theme song. Mm-hmm. The song is all <laughs> over the place. The lyrics are random, and but they do until you get to the the meat of the song where it describes all the characters and the animation is brilliant it's a steven spielberg uh, presentation so i got a ton of money a ton of funding that's why the animation is so good and the music is so good this is another show like steven universe that is packed full of great songs um but that's a another maybe another list for a different day best songs from a tv show there aren't the theme songs but anyway i could, I could do that i could, yeah i think we could both do that. Uh, i that, can do that one i don't know if i can do like a specific show top five songs yeah 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 we could definitely do that though, because there's a lot of great options. We could in, uh, include uh, live action with that too, because mm. there's a song from. Like Shrek. while I might not like musicals, there's still some, some good. that I can't help but like. Exactly. 
like under the water the fish don't stink so exactly um uh anywho oh grape juice burps um so yeah uh animaniacs uh, this show was was everywhere when we were kids it it uh uh, defined our generation's humor really like this this show would really describe everything that we think is funny now like that any kid that grew up watching this show like it was the next step in humor for us and honestly it was it was so smart and so funny that we skipped a few steps when we got to this and what kids should be finding funny you know uh so i think that's why the show was so brilliant and the song uh really goes along with that vibe but like i said with the improv at the end of every uh every episode's opening theme um to just the zaniness all over just the like the social humor in the song like you include a president like who who does that like mm-hmm. it wasn't like he was like they're talking about George Washington either. Bill Clinton was the current president when they sang about it. <laughs> you know, it's a, like, uh, but yeah, and like I can sing this song back and forth all day long. Several songs in the show I can, but um, it's just so well written and it goes along with a perfect show. And I am super excited about the reboot whenever it comes out. Which I, I am too, and I'm wondering how the song's gonna be. Yeah. I, I I was talking. I think we talked about this on the last episode. I know I talked with Steph about this a couple of times. I'm hoping that they do. Honestly, I hope they don't touch it, <laughs> except for maybe you know you obviously you got to fix the line with Bill Clinton. So you got yeah. you got to make it more relevant, more. Uh, and honestly, not because it's relevant, it's just problems come with it. <laughs> that too. Also, uh, I think they were smart. They'd be smarter to make something that won't ever be dated like yeah. that is. Uh, but obviously you keep the line different at the end. Just maybe re-record it, make the music a little more polished or whatever. It can make the sound quality more current. But you don't yeah, have to change it. I wouldn't want them to touch the song at all, but you got to maybe change that one line. Yeah, and, you know. and you could make like the endings more different because you know, uh-huh. uh, it just comes with simple animations. And all the voice actors are supposed to be returning, so it means they could all re-sing the song. That's not a problem. Um, so... Uh, I'm super stoked. It. it was originally supposed to come to Hulu. Uh, I don't know what the deal is with that now because Warner Brothers owns it, and you know now they have HBO Max. I think that's why they've been staying quiet about it for a while. Yeah, it makes more sense to put it on Max. It does because I mean that's their flagship property now, Warner Brothers. So yeah. I think that's where it'll end up. I do know that they're it, still. It feels it feels real now. Yeah, and I know they're to the point where they are doing voice recordings because Rob Paulson on his Instagram showed him doing recordings with some of those guys yeah. last year. So that means I th- I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the can already. It just needs to be released and polished, maybe. Yeah, for something that's that big of a property, though, you think there'd be more information about it, and there's just not. I I check periodically all the time, and I just never find anything. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I watched this show in syndication. Watched it every day before school, after school. Watched it because originally it was on Fox Kids, and then when when Kids WB became a channel, WB took the property back and made uh, to had new episodes made already that were supposed to go to Fox Kids. But since they were competition, they ended up keeping their own songs, our own songs, their own episodes, and ended up putting them on Kids WB. So I watched there too on Saturday mornings, and they would re-air those episodes over and over and over and over again for the next like five six years. Until they uh, Kids WB created new television shows, uh, uh, on top of and then Pokemon killed it all. I'm about to say, and then they yeah, then they got cheap and realized, hey, hey, we, we can just dub anime. Yeah, we could just take these animes, hire some 
random voice actors who aren't even really voice actors from New York City from, hired by four kids to do these animes like Card Capture Sakura, Yu-Gi-Oh! and all these. So, and that's just what they pooped out for the next few years. Like, I mean, Batman Beyond was still in there somewhere, and Static, yeah. Static Shock. So they were still making some original entertainment, but like, it they were this uh, Animaniacs was their big flagship, and then the next show they did after this uh, was kind of like the end of that era of the Tom Ruger era. So, uh, but yeah, do you have anything to add about Animaniacs? Um, I mean, I, I, well, I love the show. Um, I don't have it on DVD, but I do have Pinky in the Brain. I have it on DVD. Uh, it's actually out in the van right now. The kids watch it in the car. I, I love Pinky in the Brain. I do love Pinky in the Brain as well. Yeah. Uh, um, it's, those are my favorite. Pinky in the Brain is my favorite shorts from the show, which is mm-hmm. why outside of the Warner Brothers and Sisters, because those are the best shorts, but the yeah, P- Pinky- I, I think I'm, I think I more got into Pinky in the Brain than actual Animaniacs. I love Pinky and the Brain, uh, but like I said, when it comes to the shorts, my favorites were always the brothers and the sister, and then mm-hmm. right after that was Pinky and the Brain, and then the rest of them are all hit or miss. Like Chicken Boo was funny sometimes, the hippos were terrible all the time, and I'm so glad that they kind of weeded those out after a while. Yeah, uh, but, Chicken Boo was probably my favorite. I, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I just I love the song. <laughs> uh, what's the say that? Uh, you made it, this guy. Man. Yeah, made it, this guy. Like guys, but you're not a man. You're a chicken boo. Uh, uh, that uh, I, I ne- Buttons and Mindy always kind of made me mad because I was just sad for Buttons. He was mm-hmm. such a good boy. He was the goodest. I boy. like good idea, bad idea. I love good idea, bad idea. Uh, and I love uh, even though a lot of people didn't really like it, the creepy kid who would always lick the ice cream while it melt or a lollipop, whatever, and tell a really creepy story, then run off. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a- that was actually one of the writers' kids, if I remember correctly. Um. But a good feathers, I like the good feathers because I was a big mm-hmm. Scorsese fan, and uh, so I thought that was clever. Uh, I liked uh, Rita and Runt because I like musicals, and all those are based on musicals. So they, that's a cool thing about that show is it it touched on a bunch of different types of humor. Uh, I liked Wheel of Morality as one of my favorite shorts. I love Slappy the Squirrel, like she was yeah. the, she was the true throwback of the show. Like she was the Looney Tunes of the show. So. She reminded me of Mama from Mama's Family. A little bit. I don't know if I was intentional or I was just a kid and, you know, I and I, you know, my family watched Mama's Family, so She reminds me more of the mom from Golden Girls. The old Oh, okay, the, yeah, yeah. The old Jewish guy grandma from <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. But anywho, my number 2 is the theme song to Animaniacs. So, Blake, we're getting down to your number two. All right, my number two, and believe it or not, I'm not at home. Just leave a message. Now, uh, believe it or not, it's another Nickelodeon show, and that show is... One fine day with a wolf and a purr, a baby was born and it caused a little stir. No blue buzzard, no three-eyed frog, just a feline canine little cat dog. Cat dog, cat dog, alone in the world was a little cat dog. Out on the road or back in town, all kind of critters wouldn't cat dog down. Gotta rise above it, gotta try to get along, gotta walk together, gotta sing this song. Cat dog, cat dog, alone in the world was a little cat dog. Cat dog. Cat 
That's right. It's cat dog. Cat dog. Cat dog is number two. Is that right? Cat dog. Down. I'm a. F- oh god. You're you're a fool. I'm a fool. I I even okay. So before I started making this list, that was <laughs> that was one of the first ones I thought of to write down, and I I because I made I ended up writing your list down last minute, and I forgot to write it down. So I lose. You're a fool. I am a fool. You I, lost. You lost. I thought you had that one. Um, I, I would have. Cat dog. And going back to earlier, cat dog came out after Angry Beavers. Uh, but only slightly. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> only slightly, only slightly. Uh, it's came out in 1998, uh, ran for four seasons. And um, the song was composed by Peter Hannon, who also did, he did one show, but I'm not going to mention it because I don't even know what it is. But another one he did was Pound Puppies. What was it? What was the name of the other show? Do you have it written down? Uh, something, something about Luna. I didn't write it down because I was uh, I okay, talk yeah. about it. Something it was a PBS show. Oh, uh, okay. Something Luna. We'll, we'll go with it. Caillou. We'll go with it. Caillou. I think it was Caillou. Uh, yeah. The <laughs> yes, Caillou. Caillou, the Aardvark or whatever. That's Arthur. Oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love cat dog. I uh, I know you don't, right? I don't hate it, don't love it. It's just kind of there for me. I think that's kind of when I was transitioning out of cartoons for a short period. And mm-hmm. so I just did, I did that and like Hey Arnold and several of those from that era kind of just didn't hit it for me. I need to go back and rewatch Hey Arnold. We talk about this all the time. I need to go back and try hey it. Hey Arnold, yes. Um, I would say yes, Cat Dog. But Cat Dog's just goofy. Yeah. It's just slapstick. It's stupid. It's gross. Yeah, I think that's one I just don't, I don't have any interest in. Like, hey, Arnold interests me, and to go back mm-hmm. and uh, and watch it because the content actually interests me more now as an adult than it yeah. did when I was a kid. But Cat Dog just I just never nothing. It never did anything for me, even though Tom Kenny. Yes, yeah. if that one didn't do anything, yes, Tom Kenny. But if I didn't do anything, and your boy, um, uh, oh yeah, uh, uh yep, oh, Jim God. Cummings. Who? Yep, Jim Cummings. Yep. Who? Your boy and um, my boy together. Yep. Exactly. Um, what was I about to say? Uh, Jim Cummings is anyways. dog. Jim Cummings is dog, right? And Tom Kenny is cat. No, Tom Kenny is dog. Tom Kenny is dog. Mm-hmm. Jim Cummings is just loud, angry cat. Okay, okay. For some reason, which don't make sense because you know, Pooh is very soft-spoken, and then well, he's also Tigger. So yeah, yeah, I can, I can see that. Okay. He's also he's also uh, bonkers. Um, Bonkers and Boxman and Darkwing Duck and Doctor Robotnik. He's like Boxman. Cat does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Okay. Uh, but this is a show I was saying earlier that my wife loves because um, if I ever say Cat Diggity Dog, she'll sing the whole song and it reminds me why I married her. So. No, I mean I'm talking about one song in the show. Oh, she'll sing a song in the show. Yes, she'll oh, okay. finish the song in the show. I'm like, this is it. I made a right decision. There you go. I don't know that Steph, because like Steph's never been a huge cartoon girl. Like she actually watched more cartoons since she's been with me. I think when she was younger. But she like there's obviously she likes a lot of the Disney stuff, like you know, like all the old gummy bears and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Ducktales, Chippendale. But I I don't think like she was ever super duper and like she was she was a normal ca- cartoon lover that kids were like. She wasn't like she didn't have a problem like you and me and Vic have, <laughs> but <laughs> and still today, yeah. So uh, even you and me more so. We still watch all the modern ones, but Steph watches a ton of the modern ones with me now too. I think like Anya does with you. So mm-hmm. um, just because you know 
you know, entertainment's entertainment. And if you can find it, you know, absorb every second of it that you can. Exactly. Um, the one pop I mentioned earlier is cat dog. That's the only pop I got. Well, not only pop I got, but from that Nickelodeon thing. Yeah. That's a sideways box in it. Yep. Sideways I, box. So I, hate, I just opened it. I, I hate them damn sideways boxes. I have a couple of them there with like dead Yamcha. And I think I have one more. Oh yeah. The, uh, yeah, I, ha- the child. I have that. I have that. And I have like some other little like mystery little pull those you know those mystery figures you can get from packages yeah yeah i got a cat dog with that no sit beside my bed there you go and uh, let's see i got some cat dog merchandise i got a hat i got a shirt i got a keychain you would say that you're a fan i would say that i'm a huge fan well there you go and there's if, they had fig- if they had a figure arts of cat dogs i would have them <laughs> <laughs> like would it be like fully like posable at the weight or at the midsection at the cent- oh, man, center that's a good question yeah at the that's s- like one of those memes if, if you know if cat dog wore pants how would he wear them yeah i mean somebody's got to get suffocated yeah so uh oh yeah what's the old ad it's like if a centaur wore pants would it be like all four top down or would it just be the back end just the back end <laughs> or would it just be the front end yeah that's another one too is if it would just be the front end i think it'd be all four Four, yeah. all four down. That makes the most sense because the bottom of the ho- is the horse, right? The whole horse is the bottom yeah. of the centaur. Now, yeah. cat dog, I, I I'm not sure. They'd have to find a way to wear pants on the bottom altogether. Where do where does cat dog use the restroom? I mean, they've yeah, they don't dive into that. They have wore clothes, worn excuse me, worn clothes before. So they're both their heads stick out. They wore they warded clothes. They wore they warded clothes. So <laughs> I'm assuming you have no history with cat dog. No, I have little to none. Uh, like I, have I you remember, watched any. Yeah, of yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I watched it when it was on, um, because I mean, if you watch cartoons, I just remember because that was like it'd be on and like Kablam would come on and mm-hmm. hey, by the time like I said, but usually when those would come on, it'd be like all right, I'm switching over to Cartoon Network and seeing what's on. So yeah, because um, that's when they were both really heavily competitive at the time. They're both really yes. that's in their heydays. It was like the Monday Night Wars for cartoons. Pretty much the Friday, uh, like you know, Cartoon Network took over when they introduced all the cartoon, cartoon Friday cartoons, like Dexter, Johnny Bravo, Jack, uh, Samurai Jack, Powerpuff Girls, Courage, all that stuff. That kind of like made Cartoon Network a legitimate network. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, like apparently, like you know, I was listening to What a Cartoon Today, they were uh, doing uh, a Justice League episode, and like. That's when, like, that era, late 90s, is when Warner Brothers finally caved and gave Cartoon Network, like, $500 million to make new shows, uh, including, like, Adult Swim and stuff like that. And uh, uh, that's why you started getting a lot of that stuff. All these new, what a, like, what a cartoons and stuff like that uh, started popping up everywhere because Warner Brothers yeah. actually finally started sinking money into them rather than Cartoon Network just air old Hanna-Barbera cartoons over and over and over again. So they realized that's probably not a... Uh, recipe for longevity so so once again your number two my number two is cat dog from nickelodeon cat dog uh so it's weird my top five is nickelodeon and my all my cartoon was in 10 uh, cartoon network was 10 through 6 pretty much man you've been staying right in the zone no mm-hmm. no disney so far at, or I'm, I'm sorry, I, 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 but I mean I told you that before. That's fair. I have a lot. I have plenty of Disney to make up for it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty all over the place actually. For me, I'm pretty the Cartoon Network, Saturday morning cartoons, WB, all of it. So I'm pretty yeah. diverse list, and I have a feeling I know what your number one is. So, um, but uh, 
we are not going to talk about number ones yet because we oh. had to talk about these first. That's right. You almost made it. This uh, is the part of our show where we give you our honorable mentions, the uh, picks that almost made our top ten uh, in this list. And like I said, we had to even narrow down our honorable mentions to just three yeah. apiece. And uh, we will not be playing the whole songs because it is not fair to the ones who did make the list. And this, it would make this episode extremely long considering there's going to be, I'm assuming, it six total if there's no crossover. So... Um, I think I'll go ahead and go first and okay. with my honorable mentions. All right, so my first honorable mention is this song. Which is for those who didn't know, that is uh, the Teen Titans theme song, uh, which was composed by Andy Sturmer and performed by Puffy Amiyumi. Uh, it's a super catchy, fun song. Uh, it, I prefer Teen Titans Go, the show itself, over Teen Titans, the show. But the Teen Titans uh, theme song is far superior. Uh, the yeah. te- the Teen Titans Go theme song is just quick and to the point and gets over with. Because I mean, the show is so short; it's like eleven minute episode, you know. So. But I love that song. It's a ton of fun. And as Blake probably knows, I love K-pop and J-pop. So it, this is a lot of fun. So uh, uh, so we're going to move on to my next honorable mention, uh, which is this song. That is the theme song to Gravity Falls, uh, which is like I said in the last episode. I had to, I had a fight between this one and Star versus uh, Forces Evil because they're both composed by Brad Breek, um, and I love them both. The Gravity Falls theme song is my ringtone, but I think the reason I put Stars in over this in the actual list is Stars has lyrics and is a more complete song. So, yeah. um, that, so I, f- I felt like that's what kind of just nudged it just over Gravity Falls. Um, and my last honorable mention, last but not least, is uh, is my nostalgia pick uh, from my honorable mentions. And that is going to be this song. That was uh, a portion of the theme song from Ren and Stimpy, uh, so which I love that show and I love that song. But uh, not a whole lot of information about this song, which is crazy. It's it was just written and composed by some of the Spumco employees. Spumco is the studio that uh, 
recorded or animated and created uh Ren and Stimpy um headed by a very problematic figure in John Kay uh but uh the, they called the band called themselves Die Screaming Lederhosen's and the song is called Dog Pound Hop and it's just a a fun swing rockabilly type song which is yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty sick which is yeah it's a really well written song um but it's just crazy that those you yeah, had these talented guys in an animation office and they could write all these songs and play this music and they never did anything else together other than just a few songs for the show so, so it's crazy to me. I, I, when I read that, I was like, that's nuts. You listen to the guitar licks in that song. You're like, man, these guys are really talented. Uh, anywho, so those are my honorable mentions. All right. Uh, my honorable mentions. Uh, my first honorable mentions, uh, excuse me, honorable mention is uh, this song. And uh, that's Hey Arnold. Uh, Damn not it! Good enough to make, not good enough to make my top. I did write that one down, though. I wrote that one down. <laughs> Damn it! But but good. Well, you know, I wrote down Teen Titans. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, we're just on outside looking in. Yeah, on the outside looking in. Uh, I love the show, and you know, we just talked about it. Yeah, it's I, you got to go back and watch it. Yeah, I w- I will, man. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I have a feeling that because uh, you know Netflix has the rights to Nickelodeon that they'll start adding all those old shows, and once they do, yeah. I'll, I'll start I'll start pounding a lot of them out. All right, uh, my next honorable mention is. <laughs> All right, that's uh, Adventure Time. I wrote short, this one down too. God, short and sweet. God, man, damn it! I, the reason it didn't make my top is it's really it, short. It's really short. It is. It's a super, it's super short. That's why short. I didn't make my list at all because I do like the song and I a like, lot. I like the ending better. Yeah, it's another one. The, the, the come along. Yeah. yeah, I like the ending better. All right, and uh, you probably wrote this one down too. And my third HM is. Are you ready, kids? I can't hear you. Oh, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Absorbent and yellow and porous is he. SpongeBob. I didn't write this one down because I I wasn't sure whether you were going to include this song or not. I I didn't want to. But I can't, I can't not. Yeah, Steph because was, SpongeBob is a big part of my childhood. It is, and it's a great song, and it, I mean everybody knows it. Uh, and Steph was like, "You're not going to put that one on your list." I was like, I, "I mean, honestly, as much as I love the show, the song's kind of annoying." So like, I kind of it I, is. Yeah, so, it, it, I don't like admitting that because I do love the show. And the song is catchy, but like you hear it mm-hmm. once, you're like, "That's cool. It's good. I'm good." Yeah, we can move on. <laughs> there, so, yeah, those were my honorable mentions: three, uh, two Nickelodeon once again. Okay, and so, one Cartoon Network. So your your number one is one of two songs. So I, I we'll get to that and eventually. Uh, and I'm surprised, honestly, if whichever one is left off, I'll be surprised that it got left off. And I'll tell you which one I think. I'll tell you which uh, well, one it is. This we'll wasn't an easy list. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But I'm surprised you did. Uh, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Once you okay. na- once you name your number one, I'll say, oh, I'm surprised you didn't put this other one on your list somewhere. Um, okay. 
and for reasons. So, uh, so without further ado, we're going to finally move on to uh, the top picks of our top 10 two-parter show that uh, we had to narrow down from easily almost 100 picks down to our number one. And this, my nostalgia goggles got in my way with this one, and I, it would ne- it's been my favorite theme song for 20 years. Um, I have a feeling you probably wrote this one down. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and get to it. Uh, my number one is this song right here. right uh that is a the theme song to the super dude extraordinaire freakazoid uh my number one theme song is the theme song to freakazoid did you write freakazoid down oh yes <laughs> I, I had a feeling yeah you, you know i love that show uh so and i didn't want to say this for the last pick it's written and composed by the same exact people who did animaniacs it's richard stone and lyrics by tom ruger this was like kind of one of the last Tom Berger did Hysteria as well, but nobody remembers Hysteria. This was like their last big hurrah. The funny did thing, he do? Did he do Tunesylvania? Because I know Steven Spielberg, no, but it wasn't WB. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, at least I don't think so. Um, but because I think Tom Berger was contracted with Warner Brothers. Um, oh, okay. But the 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 history of this show is is really inter- is really entertaining because you know. So the whole idea behind the show, this was going to be another Bruce Timm show who did Batman animated series. Like he had the idea for an original superhero character and wanted to be super serious and all this. And he started to create this cyber uh, punk type character that went into a computer and blah, 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 and all this. And, uh, Spielberg and all them were like not feeling it. They wanted to be funny. So did Tom Ruger and Paul Dini and all these guys. And so Bruce Timm said, well, you can have it. Uh, and so that's why it ended up being a one big, uh, three stooges superhero show. So, which you can tell Bruce Tim had his hand in it because all the females in that show are Bruce Tim drawings. Yeah. Every, his girlfriend, every single female character is a Bruce Tim drawing. So even like, uh, the, was it, uh, the caveman, uh, bad guy, he looks a lot like a lot of Batman villains in, uh, the Batman animated series. So uh i need to watch that again i don't think i've seen it since it was on tv i own season one if you want to borrow it i own season one dvd it's i've rewatched it recently within the last it's it's 
I love that show so much and it's so much funnier as an adult because there's a lot of humor in it like Animaniacs that go above kids heads that's another show I think they could bring back I, you know what I hope I would love to see them do with Animaniacs is some of these properties that kind of coincided with them that Warner Brothers did like Tiny Toons like this show like if they just have little shorts with these characters in them like oh, okay. I, I think that'd be fun but they're not going to do that they're going to stay to the characters we know but I would love to see Freakazoid brought back. I would love to see like a just do a Kickstarter or something like, hey, we'll do ten episodes of Freakazoid if we reach this amount because I would love it. Paul Dini, if I remember correct, or it might be Paul Ruger. I can't remember, not Tom Ruger, but Paul Ruger, uh, Paul Ruger, Paul uh, um, did the voice. One of the one of the writers did the voice for this. He's the uh, same guy in like Animaniacs. Tiny Jews always does the like Jerry Lewis voice, the ladies and all that. Yeah, this is the same guy who does Freakazoid's voice. So uh, this song is ridiculous. It is fun. It is to me quintessential Saturday morning cartoon TV theme song. Like it's just perfect. Like it's just it's wacky, it's fun, it's energetic, it's stupid, has brilliant animation, and it just sticks in your head because it's it's damn clever, uh, and even has like the old like '60s like type theme song part in the middle of the song where like they have little orchestra sing or the choir singing uh, all together. I love the show. The show makes me laugh. Uh, it's it was a big part of my childhood. My dad loved this show too. I think that has a lot of. Uh, uh, is a big reason why I love it so much because it's one of the very few Saturday morning cartoons that both me and my dad, my dad uh, loved Ren and Stimpy as well, but that's because it was way more adult than it should be. But uh, Ren and Stimpy and this show were the two shows that my dad would stop on Saturday mornings to watch with me. And uh, cause he genuinely loved them, especially this one. So um, yeah, this show was always going to be my number one, but I talk I talk about the show with Blake all the time. I talk about the song with Blake all the time. Uh, I just love it. I love it so much. I want to hug I it. it too, but I, I hate that I, it's been so long since I've seen it because it is good. I don't think I appreciate it as much as I should have. If if I remember sometime some point tomorrow, if I'm out and about, I'll try to swing the DVDs by you. Alright. Sounds good. But, uh, um, but yeah, so my number one is Freakazoid. Um, so now we're Blake. We're, you're, the, you're the last one, man. You're number one. If, it, if your number one isn't what I think it is, I'll need explanations. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, okay. First of all, my number one is.
Simpsons. Yes. Okay. There was never okay. any question. In there was my never mind. any question. I have some. I have Simpsons paraphernalia. I have all the DVDs. You know, up till season twenty. Uh, I've liked the show as far as I can remember. I don't remember there ever being a time in my life where I wasn't watching The Simpsons. Um, there, it's never going to be not number one. I don't care how bad it gets. I'm still going to be there. I'm still going to be loyal. And by the way, this is a Disney show. So there, there I got one. It's technically. Yes, yeah. technically now it is a Disney show. Um, but I'm curious, what other one did you think? That would be on your list somewhere? Yeah. King of the Hill. Because, I mean, you've had videos of you playing the song. Yeah, I know. I do love the song. I do love the song. I did, I didn't it's, put, only, it's only because I can play it. That's why. I didn't put it on my list because I thought you were going to put it on yours. Ah. Yeah, I love that theme song so much, which is you know, done by The Replacements, which is Mike Judge's band. Yeah. Well, back to The Simpsons. Uh, you've already touched on Danny Elfman. Yes. But um, I've never really looked into him. And so I saw that he has a new wave band. Yeah. Boingo, Boingo. I've never heard of him. You've I've heard, heard that song, Weird Science. Yeah, that's him. Weird Science. Yeah, I, but, um, so uh, he, I'm going to look more into that. In, in Nightmare Before Christmas, he is Jack Skellington. He sings all of Jack Skellington's parts. Oh, really? Yep. He sings all of oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw I and, right. and, and And in the opening, the opening song, This Is Halloween, he sings all the parts in that, in that part, too. Except for that the one that in sense. this town, like he does all that, and he writes all the music. He did all the Tim Burton stuff ever, like like I said, Batman, Edward Scissorhands, a uh, big fish, anything he's done ever. Like Danny Elfman mm-hmm. does a lot of stuff like that. Uh, there are a lot of scores that if I played them for you, you'd be like, "Oh, damn, that's Danny Elfman. That's Danny Elfman." Yeah. But yeah, but you've you've already touched on that, so I don't have to. I can just talk about how much I love The Simpsons. Um, there you go. Like I said. It's it's a show me and my dad watch. Uh, he grew out of it when Family Guy came out because Family Guy was edgier. Another great theme something. song, by the way. Another great theme yeah. song. And uh, but I didn't. I kept going. I'm still going, even if I'm struggling. But uh, it's going to be my favorite show of all time, forever. And I don't care if now if it's a Disney product, which means it's probably never going to end. That's fine. I'm still here. And I'm sure your wife agrees. Oh, yeah. yeah. For those who don't know, my wife is just as big a fan as Blake. Uh, she, that, she's diehard like you. She still won't mm. won't quit, won't give up on it. And she'll even defend some of the later seasons into the mid-20s, too. So yeah. um, that's how big a fan she is, refuses to give up the ghost. But, yeah, it's a great theme song. Um, you know, Obviously, I love I grew just like you. I grew up on The Simpsons. I'm not as diehard about you guys, so I've given up the ghost. I watch, like, I watch the Treehouse of Horror shows episodes every year, and every now and then I'll catch an episode when Steph's watching it. But for me, I pretty much watch uh, seasons 18 and earlier if I go back and rewatch anything. So, yeah. um because that's that was when I was watching actively, and I kind of just gave up, just like most people did. Once it just stopped being The Simpsons, honestly, it just wasn't The Simpsons anymore. They were trying to keep up with all the Seth MacFarlane humor and South Park humor, and it just wasn't. It didn't feel right. Exactly. So, I do think though the song "Fan or Not," everybody knows that opening. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but I was so confident that I knew this was on your list. I've already edited this and put it into the recording. <laughs> 
Oh, that that was nice. I mean, I don't I don't see how it couldn't be. Yeah, I, it was that, that that was the first one I wrote. I said like, this one's not in question. I said now it's trying to figure out the rest of the list. Yeah. So, um, there so were, yeah, my number one is The Simpsons, and I probably shouldn't even need to say it because I'm very vocal about it, anyways. All right. So while we're talking about it, mm-hmm. how how many of mine did you get, and what were they? I got. Do you want me to just name ten? The all ten, or just the five that I got right? Name the five you got right first. Okay, Darkwing Duck, Steven Universe, X-Men, Freakazoid, and Animaniacs. Okay, so what were the other five? Adventure Time, Gargoyles, Teen Titans, which was an honorable mention. mention. I I figured you might have threw in Cleveland Show. That was a hit or miss. Yeah, I was trying to – I didn't know know, I kind of stayed away from the adult animation because I just – as while I like them, I just – I don't know. They don't. They're not as. They don't resonate with me as much per, uh, personally. The last one. I'm so surprised it's not in your top ten. Ducktales. Yeah. See, I like the Ducktales theme song, but I did Darkwing Duck, and I'm not gonna have two ducks on my list. And Darkwing. I man. thought you were just gonna go for it. I was gonna go full duck. Because I know you. Yeah, I thought you know. I just figured you're doing all duck. Yeah, I do love that song though. But yeah, I was like, I I, I didn't want to go too Disney afternoon heavy, and Darkwing is my favorite from that bunch so yeah because uh, steph was kind of mad i didn't put gummy bears on there uh mm-hmm. but uh all right so i only got three right so you okay. won i went so you win the contest five to three but i'll tell you the three i got and then the other ones i put on my list so okay. i got i got simpsons uh i got rocco's modern life i got angry beavers so i also had king of the hill on the list uh i had gumball uh I, wait you said Adventure Time, right? Adventure Time was an honorable mention. Oh, or, that's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, honorable mention. That's right. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah, I had I had Adventure Time on there. I had Animaniacs. Um, I had Futurama. Uh, and then I had, because I had to redact my list because of the Digimon and Pokemon. I mm-hmm. had I had a Hey Arnold on there, which, okay. which is an honorable, honorable mention. mention. Yeah. And, and I had Rocket Power. So, yeah, I didn't I mean, know. That's good. I don't even know the Rocket Power theme song. I just know you like the show, so I was just yeah. that was a stab in the dark when I should have put damn cat dog, but I'm a damn idiot. <laughs> I like Rocket Power. Yeah, that is weird that that was in there before Cat Dog. Yeah, I I had a brain fart. Like I told you, when we were first talking about making this bet, one of the first mm-hmm. ones, other than The Simpsons, I thought of was like I got to make sure I remember Cat Dog and Rocco was one of the other ones too. I was like I get those are the three I was really confident and Angry Beavers. Those are the four I was like man I'm gonna get these right and then I completely because I made I wrote down your list last minute. I was like oh shit I forgot to write it down let me write it down and now I'm kicking myself because we would have tied. I think, no, no, yeah, no, no, you still, have... no, you still would have won. You still would have won five to four. You would have won five to four. Oh, okay, okay. Technically, we would have tied because we would have had the same amount with if you added honorable mentions. We would have got the yeah. exact same amount, but we didn't count honorable mentions. So, Blake, you are the winner this time around. Um, that was a fun. That's a fun bet. We should start doing that more often. Not every show because it becomes redundant, but mm-hmm. maybe once a month we'll pick a random category and we'll do that on it. But that was fun. Yeah, I don't think I can. I don't think I can guess your top five cereals because that is very. Oh yeah, same here. I don't know that I could. I could. I, could, I know one of them. I do know one of them, but I don't want to say it and ruin that episode. So, yeah. um, but uh, so yeah, so those are our uh top ten. So we're gonna run down our top ten real quick one more time. Remind everybody uh what our ten was. So I'll do mine first. So my number ten was Goof Troop. My number nine was the New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. My number eight was Star vs. the Forces of Evil. My number seven was X-Men, the animated series. My six was Darkwing Duck. 
five was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original. Uh, four was Steven Universe. Three was Batman, the animated series. Two is Animaniacs. One is Freakazoid. All right, you're going to hate me, but... Uh, you don't my have to. Top, my top ten for six, I have been deleted. So if, I know number ten was Recess. Your number ten was Recess. And number six was Powerpuff Girls. And I remember everything in there. Yeah, uh, Dexter. Was Dexter, X Men, X Men. Um, okay, so X Men was your number eight because uh, okay. so Dexter was, was Dexter's your number nine. It was your number seven, wasn't it? Yep, it was. And so Dexter's okay. your number nine. Mm-hmm. So ten recess, ten De- recess. Dexter, and six ni- I said Dexter nine, eight X Men, mm-hmm. seven. Oh, uh, uh, two stupid dogs. Two stupid dogs. Six mm-hmm. is Powerpuff Girls. Now do your five. Mm-hmm. Now do my five. Oh, you're going to be mad at me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Rocka, my number I, five is Rocka. <laughs> well, see, I, I, I wrote them down, so we're good. Yeah, see, I've been doing it in my phone. I've been writing it down. No so worries. My no phone worries. is about four. <laughs> number five is Rocco. Number four is Angry Behaviors. Behaviors. Number three is Spiderman. Bill Spiderman. Spooderman. Uh, uh, number two is cat dog and my number one is the simpsons uh cool so man that, i hope you guys enjoyed our top 10 that was a fun list to do man i, I want to do something another big one like that every now and then that was fun um i think we got another one coming in the future uh top 10 wrestling intros theme songs so but that'll be in the future we're not we're gonna space these music ones out a little better mm-hmm. uh, um but y'all can look forward to that in the future uh if y'all have uh ideas for music episodes we should do man uh post them on our page message us we are down to do all kind of stuff man uh if we if we have the knowledge to do so so without further ado we're to the part of our show that we call it's the weekly recommendations baby that's right it's a weekly recommendation baby so we got <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna uh this is part of the show where we recommend something via tv comic books music movies that we're into currently or if like last week if you just need a good product that'll soak up some water from home depot we refer that to so uh exactly thanks this, home depot thanks home depot you suck lows <laughs> anyway so uh, i guess i'll have to call lows back and tell them can't be our sponsor anymore. Uh, I already told them. Oh, okay. Because they, they they keep calling me, but it ain't happening. It ain't happening. Ain't crapping it. Uh, uh, so uh, yeah. So without further ado, I'm gonna give my re- a weekly recommendation. My recommendation is a TV show. Is <clears throat> one that I've been watching with Steph on Hulu. Uh, it's a newer show called The Great. It is a dark comedy history historical piece about Catherine the Great. She was the longest female ruler in Russia. It is very funny uh it is very 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 crass and risque um it's not for kids in any way shape or form it is very loosely historically accurate and that's kind of the joke in the show um it's very satirical um it's fun but if you don't like history historical pieces you will probably not like it um just being honest uh but it's not for everybody but steph loves history uh historical pieces I love actual history and I love, we both love comedies. So just, we decided to give it a try together and we both enjoy it. Um, but that is my weekly recommendation. Mine is actually a TV show. It's not a 
anything to do with my basement. You know, <laughs> surprisingly, we've had it under control this past week and a half of storms. But um, it's called Rust Valley Restorers. It's on Netflix. Uh, Netflix. It's called, it is. It's called what? Rust Valley Restorers. Okay, continue. It's a car show. Oh, okay. Now let me know when I can come back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is for Jeff. Yeah. Jeff um, doesn't know how to listen to a podcast. That's true. <laughs> um, Anya put this show on one day, and she's, she surprised me a few times with these car shows because I'm, I'm really into them. I didn't know she was. And uh, I grew up around hot rods, car shows. My dad always had classic cars. I've always been into them. And so all this so, show is... Hold on, hold on. Sorry. Hold on. What? I don't know why, in my head, just like the moment you said, I grew I grew up around hot rods, and I it, my head didn't go to cars. So let's just continue. Wait, what did I say? It you, cut out. You said no. You said uh. You said uh, I grew up around hot rods. I was, and oh, well, that's I, what I meant. Yeah, I know that's what you meant, and that's what I meant. Hot rod, hot rods. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> And I, guys, could, but, uh, I, and I was just I, it, it, I just instantly went into that mode whenever uh, our manager our, our supervisor would say something that sounded inappropriate and you me and Evan would just die be purple uh, yeah <laughs> anyway continue <laughs> so anyways it's about these you know two Canadians live off in the mountains or whatever and they just get these old cars and they restore them and that's the, that's the show and I I could just I, they just show these classic cars that I remember when I was a kid and yeah, cool, really dude. wish I wish I had the money to buy one. That's cool. I mean, I can't really say much. I watch shows about like dudes who blacksmiths who make swords and weapons based on nerd swords and weapons. <laughs> yeah, like, we all have that stuff that we get into like that, man. So it's cool. Like, and a lot of people are into cars, so I'm in the minority there. So, um, but that that's cool. I I I do get interested in like restoration and building and stuff too. That that just interests me. Like if somebody can take like a turd, no matter what mm-hmm. it is, and polish it. Man, it's it's really it takes a lot of talent. Yeah, uh, it and, does. And patience and money, most importantly, a lot of money. A lot of money. So, right on, man. That's cool. So, uh, Rust Valley Restorers, right? Rust on, Valley Restorers on Netflix. On Netflix. Cool deal. So, we are getting to the end of our two part epic. Um, so we want to thank everybody for tuning in again. Hopefully you listened to both episodes. So you, uh, and didn't cheat and hear our full top 10 in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, or <laughs> hopefully you don't listen to just 10 through six and not listening to this right now. So that would be very weird. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that would be weird. I am one of your hosts, Paul Jansen, and you can find me on Instagram at my underscore dad underscore life. Uh, you can find our music project at with Blake at eat uh, we have a new one coming up called Sanatorium with our buddy Matt. Um, he uh, he also, uh, if you guys live in the upstate South Carolina area, keep an eye out for a new barbecue joint coming or service coming called Circle Pit Barbecue. We'll have more information when that becomes official for our buddy Matt. Great food, good eats. Um, and uh, you can find our show on Instagram at Objectively Subjective Podcast. On Twitter at Objectively Sub. You can also find us on Facebook. Make sure you go and subscribe on Apple. Give us a five star review. You can say whatever you want about any dampening product that's released uh, by Home Depot, not Lowe's. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, 
you can let Hashtag us screw Yeah, you can let us know how much you hate cartoons and don't even know why we did this episode. Doesn't matter to us. Just please give us five stars. We're also on Spotify and Google. So, and I am once again uh, on as almost every show joined by. Uh, I'm Blake Allen. Uh, you can find me at Blake Allen Art, and that's on Instagram. Uh, you can find my music, uh, The Shards, that's in Bandcamp. And you can find my wife mostly here recently because I'm slacking and I'm, she's probably going to divorce me. But uh, you can find her on Facebook. Uh, her story is called Echo Garden, original art, original stories. Um, that artwork on that most recent episode is a plus top notch a plus yeah, that one's gonna that one's gonna sell yeah that I, one might get us out of this house it's already oh, i'm gonna tell you right now that that piece is already being sold right here when she ever she gets a print you let us know we want one so uh, and you know like paul said earlier about comments uh yeah leave us comments tell me how i'm a moron for putting cat dog at number two yeah uh, stay mad yeah yeah exactly we that's one thing i really do want to push which we haven't pushed a whole lot i would love more feedback when we post these episodes on facebook and stuff give us comments uh how we can fix things make things better just create uh, you know good conversation with us uh, any episode you want to hear we would love to hear y'all's top fives on these mm-hmm. uh uh subjects man um we need to do a better job of promoting that uh that's on us but yeah to back to, to piggyback on what blake was saying yeah so um so like i said like we've done the last two episodes we're gonna keep up with a new tradition of uh playing some new music for you guys on the way out this week uh is uh blake's pick and he's gonna talk about it a little bit real quick all right this is a band from anderson uh local band for you know anderson south me. anderson south yeah. carolina for anderson south carolina uh they're called nova javelin and uh, good buddies of mine and great music so here we go